Or like when when Coach Cho says he's, he runs kind of bow legged, and you know, I'm like, I don't even honestly <laughs> know what that means. Like, like it's hard to square up on someone like that. What is that? I don't understand. But I'm not entirely sure to be to either. I've heard the phrase. I could, if I saw like five people running and one was bow legged, I probably could not identify <laughs> that person. Give me a lineup. <laughs> bow legged lineup. <laughs> Number four, bow legged. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the R&R CatCast, coming at you with a special signing day special. We're, go- we're going to give you our evaluations, prognostications, and summations about the 2019 signing class for the Montana State football team. Joined to- with me today is my buddy, Ryan, and Shane. So we got Shane on the CatCast today with us. Uh, how are you guys doing today? I'm doing great. How about you guys? I'm doing pretty good myself. <laughs> I'm not bad. Good to have you on, Shane. Let's talk about to talk about the recruiting class. Basically, Christmas for football fans. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. Right on. But before we get into that, like every time, we're going to start with what we're drinking tonight. Why don't you start us off, Thorny? Well, I'm going to pull a Foley, and I was a little sick tonight, so I am drinking a. LaCroix. Ooh. Yes. Nice. Yes. What flavor? It's quite, it's quite enjoyable. I don't know. It's one of the new tall ones. I can't even say the name. I can barely say LaCroix, but it's apple cranberry. doesn't taste like apple or cranberry. Oh, man. So, like the tall <laughs> ones or like the really girly ones? <laughs> That's pretty girly. This, the slender cans, I don't know. I love LaCroix, but I can't go with the slender cans. They kind of creep me out in a slight way. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, <laughs> don't look at my drink then. Good thing we're not in the same room. It's true. What about you, Shane? Do you have anything you're drinking there tonight? Yeah, I'm I'm going uh, non-alcoholic myself. I I made myself a little like a fake LaCroix. Like I I use uh, grapefruit juice and just just put a little club soda in there. And it's a lot of flavor, not not a ton of calories. So kind of a a girly drink too. Probably tastes a lot better than LaCroix. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, actually, it's got it's, it's funny. It's got more flavor. You put like an ounce of grapefruit juice, and it gives you more flavor. It's not bad. Yeah, not bad. I have my blue bobcat cup, <laughs> like a tailgating cup. <laughs> I have I have a Miller Light in my blue bobcat cup, with uh, like about um, a good splash of OJ on the top. <laughs> You're representing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> so my son. Uh, he does. My my youngest son Macklin does does not do well with milk, and so like the OJ we have is a calcium fortified OJ, and it's just I I don't like it as much, but it's what we have. But like you know, I I tend to like the I don't know about you guys. I like the OJ with the pulp in it. Gross. No, no, man. But you know, <laughs> I found like. He was like sucking on that OJ one time. He's like, I can't get any of it out. Or he couldn't tell me that, but he started crying. It was like all the little pulp was, uh, you know, messing with all the little holes in his sippy cup. So, anyways, I I still like the OJ in the, in the Miller Light. It's it's such a good refreshing way to drink Miller Light. So nice. There we go. I'm going like tailgate style today, guys. Yeah. Nice. Sidebar. What do you think of that song? Are you a pro or negative to the oh, whole video? The video, the video. Loved it. Loved it, man. Yeah. Why not? Oh I man. I you know, I I'm <laughs> glad that, that people are 
into the Bobcats enough to make their own songs. And I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Fair enough. I think that answers <laughs> your viewpoint. I, I like it. I think it's uh, indicative of the culture. It's good. It's good enough. Not my cup of tea, but I also like hate country music. So <laughs> I am not a good Montanan. Oh, by the but, way, uh, fellas, I, I got the thumbs up from the wife today on making a trip out to Bozeman next fall for a football game. Nice. Oh, nice. Well, yeah, game. So, I'm coming, maybe. Yeah. We'll figure I don't know. We'll, 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 yeah, we'll plan it when we're not talking on the podcast. So. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. Nice. But yeah, I just thought I'd share that nugget with y'all. Good news. All right, well, tonight we're going to go through the position groups. Uh, we're going to name some of the key players, uh, some of the things that stood out. And we're going to talk about Shane's general thoughts on being over at the Grand Tree yesterday. So I guess we'll, let's just start with that. Let's start with uh, Shane. How how that look and feel yesterday as when you were over there um, listening to the production? Yeah, so I um... – I, I've, my wife and I have tried to attend the, the Wednesday ones that they do in the fall, and it's just impossible. Like, you can't find a parking spot. The, the place is absolutely crammed, and, uh, and they actually hold it in the, the club tavern. Um, this one was actually held in, in like, a, an event space in the, kind of in the back of the hotel, and um, it, was, it was nowhere near as crowded. I mean – you know, they do those in the evening. This was in the middle of the day. It's, you know, it's hard for people to take time off to go do that. But um, there were about 30 to 40 people. Um, there were about four professional cameras and camera operators. Um, and it was it was really laid back and kind of casual atmosphere. Um, mm-hmm. It was, uh, it, they were serving food, but it just kind of like real kind of chill um, as, as they were, uh, you know, giving the presentation. And uh, Leon Costello was there, um, the uh, AD, and uh, then some coaches were there. Um, Coach Kane Ione, Brian Armstrong, Bobby Daly was there, Matt Miller, and uh, the new coach, Eric Frazier. I guess Bobby Daly's new coach, too, but Eric Frazier's that one. I think he came from somewhere in the Midwest. Um, Illinois. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so, yeah, he was there. And, and – um, I think Twafalele might have been in front of me, but I didn't, I didn't see his face, so I'm not sure if it was him or not. Hey, good but, job on uh, pronouncing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah <thanks laughs> but yeah, it was. Uh, it, it seemed like the mood was. It, it was very relaxed and seemed. It just you know it was an off season kind of atmosphere. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so like you know people were um, relaxed. It seemed, it seemed kind of optimistic. It was pretty good. It, it was interesting when you know someone asked a question because. You know, recruiting is about filling spots that open up, right? And some of those spots that open up are because people leave the team. And uh, I, I know you guys uh, at least listened to it, if, um, if, if not watched it, but um, I'm sure you heard Coach Choate say, let me stop you right there at one of the questions. And yeah. I've never actually – yeah, right? So I've never actually been to a uh, – um, a, a media event before, anything like that. So you don't really get a sense of like what it's like when the when the guy answering questions is kind of a little bit like defensive or or kind of <laughs> abrupt. But it boy, it kind of like stopped the room a little bit. I was like, oh man, I don't know if anyone else is feeling this, but it's a little, a little tense right now. <laughs> Sometimes Choke definitely looks like he's like 
just not in the mood for that question. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think he had kind of, if I remember right, he kind of got worked up a little bit before that, talking about the portal. And then oh, yeah, he so was he was like, already in a in a tizzy because of the the whole portal tirade, which I heard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was kind of worked up about that, and he's like, "Let me stop you right there." I's like, "Oh man, like, you know, it, <laughs> the it's world. relevant." He's like, "I'm not gonna, not, I'm not gonna talk about that. This is about people coming in." But it's like, well. I mean, the whole reason that you got people coming in and the specific people you got coming in is because some people are leaving either because of graduation injuries or they're just leaving, you know. But in any case, he, he didn't want to talk about it, so he didn't. But uh, that, I thought that was kind of interesting. But other, other than that kind of moment, it was very laid back and just, just kind of a chill atmosphere. Yeah, I feel so, like Cho like warms up by uh, punching Greg Rotchak a little, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> he always picks on him. It's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, totally. So I was wondering, does Choke command the room? I mean, when he walks in or when he comes up to the stage, does he have like a big presence or, uh, how, oh yeah, I was just wondering that. Yeah, I was, I, I mean, I, I don't know if I, <laughs> I was probably ordering food when he walked up to the, podium but um but it was it's it was a very laid-back atmosphere so it wasn't like it was um you know super intense like everyone's focused on you know him walking up but when he starts to talk I mean you know how he, he, he just speaks very clearly and um concisely and just in a way that does kind of grab your attention um mm -hmm. and so yeah I would say like when he's talking like people are just listening uh, but I, I wouldn't say that I necessarily noticed him walk up and, and take the take the stage. Yeah. You know, I want to give props to the Bobcats. They go – I mean, they put on a really good event, it looks yeah. like, through um, the YouTube channel. They make it – they make this an important day. And, you know, when you look around on Twitter, just being a casual observer, just looking at, you know, other teams and, you know, you know people's likes and retweets – MSU is doing a really good job just nationally when you're looking at just like comparison values. Uh, so, I, you know, hats off to the crew over there. Um, I know there was an article on the graphics guy who does all the Twitter stuff. I mean, he's putting out some amazing graphics for these recruits. It's just phenomenal what MSU is doing. And I think it's paying some dividends. We're definitely getting some national notice because of it. Yeah, I think it's uh, is it Garrett Becker. Is that the name of the guy? Yeah, there you go. Good call. It was uh, yeah, I really liked the graphics. They were they were cool. Uh, they just add a nice little touch to it. Just add yeah, like a, a big program feel to it. Yeah, Coach Choate definitely gave him some props. Um, people were asking about like you know, the media actually asked about like what what the um, graphics were about and the presentation itself, and and he kind of gave him props for that i noticed nice. the one guy who didn't have like any graphics was uh the galt kid from white sulfur <laughs> <laughs> did you notice that like his his, his picture was just like a, a high school picture of him yeah oh, that's funny. <laughs> it's like did he not go on a, on a recruiting trip or it's just like hey here's a picture <laughs> well the <laughs> same with kinda... uh blake thielen from great falls the quarterback he had just like a a random shot of him with like a, a different jersey. It was just like just like superimposed, so kind of weird. So, oh, I didn't catch that one. <laughs> yeah. 
Anyways, let's start off with our quarterbacks, and uh, we can start going through these position groups. What do you think about that? Sounds good. Sounds good to me. All right. So speaking of Blake Thielen, he is the only quarterback listed. Um, he is 6'3", 185 out of Great Falls. I think he played for Great Falls High, right? Yep. So yeah. it, I was listening to the press conference, and Choate said, we didn't take a quarterback this class, and then he went right on to say, like, here's our quarterback. So did, <laughs> am I wrong on that? Did he just basically say we didn't take a quarterback, and then he said, here's our quarterback? <laughs> I didn't I don't hear think, that. I, I didn't I don't catch think, that. That's funny. I don't think Blake Thielen is probably going to end up being a quarterback. It's probably what maybe Choate is alluding to. What do you guys think? Do you think he projects as a quarterback, or do you think he might end up somewhere else? So, so I watched some of his huddle tape, and – it was pretty impressive as a quarterback. It's not bad. Yeah, it's really not bad. Like he um he's got good athleticism to kind of move the move the pocket or escape the pocket if he has to, but he really kept his eyes downfield and all the highlights. Of course, of course you don't get the bad decisions in there, but um I was really impressed at how he he would kind of make a move and kind of bait someone into coming after him and then he he you know keep his eyes downfield, make the pass, especially when he was being really harassed. He, he had some really good ones. Yeah, I had the same impression. I was watching it, not expecting much out of it, but I was like, wow, this kid seems like he could be like a, a little bit of a, a gem, almost a little bit. I don't know if he'll end up staying there, like I said, but he certainly yeah. looks like he has the physical tools to develop into a serviceable quarterback at the FCS level. Oh, Absolutely. Quick quiz question, fellas. Who was our last quarterback from the city of Great Falls? That plays the quarterback? Jake or? Bleskin. Oh, okay. Yeah. There it is. Jake Bleskin. <laughs> CMR. Boom. Too fast for you, Shane. You <laughs> I'm asking clarifying questions over here. And you <laughs> <have to answer. laughs> Can you use it in a sentence, please? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. The classic well, stall. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's move on to running back then. So we got a couple pretty promising signings here. I'm pretty happy with both these guys. We have Demarius Hosey, who is a six foot, 190 pound running back out of Justin, Texas. And then we have Joe Olson from good old Bozeman, Montana, six foot, 195. They're both pretty much the exact same size, um, similar running styles. Uh, what do you what do you guys think about these signings? I don't think they see the field this year. Uh, I'm excited about them. Uh, they're taller, six foot, uh, for running backs that we normally sign. So uh, I don't know much about them, but I just don't think they see the field this year. I thought uh, Demarius Hosey was was pretty darn fast. Um, that was impressive, and uh, I got to say. Joe Olson's huddle tape was just eye popping. It is. He had, yeah, he had this this combination of balance and and just extremely high effort, high motor that just makes him just a nightmare for for defenses. You know, right when you think you got him, you don't. Yeah, the kind of the way he runs reminds me of like how kind of Cody Kirk developed into his career. Except Joe Olson already like has more speed than Kirk. Yeah, just yeah similar that's like. Impressive field vision and just balance he has he has those really well and just the cuts and keeping his eyes where they need to be like in the right spot i was pretty impressed like he was on he might have 
ran for over 2,000 yards if he wouldn't got hurt, which is just insane. Does he have – does he have balance like Infante has balance? He has incredible balance, honestly. In, in my opinion, from what I saw, really like, like I mean, he gets popped really hard, and he just puts one hand on the ground and keeps going. Really wow. amazing. Yeah, he kind of like just takes a hit and kind of just spins out of it. He's not like Ifonze, where Ifonze just kind of runs and there's a huge pile all of a sudden, and he's just like pushing the pile. He's more like <laughs> he just was bound, like pinballing off of guys. Yeah. So I think he's both these guys are already at 190. You don't know what they're going to end up, but it, you, that's pretty good size for a incoming freshman running back. And you just kind of wonder what exactly do you think Schultz looks for in his prototypical running back? Is it a guy who about this size who's just a combination back, uh, or do you think he's more of a running back by committee, or he doesn't want to ride a guy all season, kind of like he ended up doing with Infanze? You know, my guess is kind of go back to our last playoff game against NDSU and you or us three were just texting throughout the end of the game and remember at the end of the game how NDSU was just able to plug and play seemingly the same guy like but there were like three of them <laughs> and I'm thinking that's what Chote essentially wants in the future is you know just dominating runners uh, probably going to be about 200, 210 uh, in that weight class, depending on, you know, how tall you are. I don't think Infante will ever get to that weight. But, uh, you know, just bruisers who can, um, you know, just wear the defense down. I don't see Chope being so much like the scat back kind of guy. And if we're using the scat back kind of guy, thinking he's going to be more of like a wheel route, maybe put into the slot, like mm-hmm. Burgess. We talked about him last week. I don't see Burgess being an every down kind of back regardless um but i i guess that's where i'm going with that it's just i think you know chote wants more of that physical type of running back no i agree and uh, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out um i think like a guy who would almost fit like the prototypical chote mold would have been like uh nicholas sane yeah that's a good one so yeah and and i would say afonso is is definitely kind of you know, a, a prized possession of his as far as that goes. Like, I think he loves just that hard-hitting, like, you know, nothing going to stop him kind of guy. And yeah. he, he said Joe Olson was was his own personal pick too. So, you know, that I think it's that kind of, you know, that balance and, and just high motor that just doesn't stop. I think that's a big part of what he looks for too. Yeah, he just likes competitors. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Just and he likes warriors. team guys too. Yep. Yeah. No, you got to love the way he's building the program. But uh, so there's the running back room. Uh, let's keep moving on here since we got a lot to talk about. The wide Did- receiver room. Uh, I'm sorry, I st- stole your your thing, but I'm going to do it anyway. We got Jamad Peanut Monroe, right? It's Peanut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's 6'2, 180 out of San Diego, California. We got Jaden Smith, who is 6'6, 190, another Texas kid from Kennedale. And then we got a local kid, Tanner Trafton, a 6'5", 190, from Lewistown. Out of Fergus High School. So he said Jamad could be playing some slot for us. 
and I'm I'm looking at that going six two, huh? Yeah, slot. You know, it's not <laughs> yeah, like that's not a Greeble. That's not a Willie Patterson. That's that's a whole different animal right there in the slot. And so that when he said that in his press conference, man, that really popped to me. I was like, whew, that's that's different. So I'm I'm excited to see that kid. Out of all three of those kids, I'm really excited about Tanner Chafton. There's something about those cerebral, um, academic first uh, wide receivers that we've gotten in the past that just they blossomed. And I just think he's going to be a good kid for us. Six five, one ninety. I got a good frame. He's gonna he's gonna gain some size. He wants to be a bobcat coming on on and I preferred walking on. Uh, going for you know pre med, I'm really high on him. Yeah, it's interesting that oh, – oh, you go ahead, Shane. Oh, sorry. Uh, I was just going to say, um, was that the kid that was like his family was leaned more Grizz, but he but he came here for the academics maybe or something? Am I thinking of somebody else? Um, I'm not sure. I remember what you're talking about. I can't say definitively, though. Yeah. Oh, well. I know yeah, it was a good gift for us. Yeah, yeah he's an exciting prospect. Uh, you know, the, and you're interesting. You're talking about Monroe. I'd forgotten Choate had mentioned those comments that he's basically more of a guy who might be able to like stretch it and take take one to the house, like a kind of a slant pattern. It's, you know, Willie does some more mm-hmm. short burst quickness things, but like Monroe has some of that quickness, but also that kind of ability to take one. Got the high end speed, which is something we just we've talked about this all the time. Like, when's the last time we just took a slant route to the house? I guess Cassis did one against Portland State. Maybe that was. <laughs> That's about it, five years, I swear. Yeah, that was like that, that was a that was like a play that Eastern like thrives on. Yeah, right. Yeah. And and that was like like half of all of the passing yards that number fifteen got this year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Every game he had one play that accounted for half of his passing yards. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Oh so, gosh. That's it. But I thought, I thought Sorry, what's that? <laughs> I was just gonna say it's in an interesting room. It's a small class, but uh, it's a good class for the right receivers. Yeah, I, I, I thought Monroe had good balance. Sorry, I think I stepped on you there. <laughs> Don't worry, it's gonna happen. <laughs> Monroe in a different room. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I thought he had good balance. That was another thing that stood out to me on, on his huddle tape. Uh, a lot, you know, he could take that first hit and you know either spin out of it or just kind of trip his way for a few more yards. That's nice. something that will definitely be appreciated. Does anyone, uh, I know Jaden Smith and was pretty excited when we signed him. Does anyone have any thoughts on, uh, Jaden Smith as a, that's a big target. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah he and handled some guys. For sure. Is he the, is he the one that said is real strong or no choke was, that was Monroe. He was talking about, it was also like really strong for a, for a high school receiver. Like somebody had really good strength out of this group, and I think it was Monroe. But yeah, Jaden Smith—that's an interesting, interesting prospect too. Because six 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 five with the Tanner Trafton, we got we got the big class. They're all big. Six two is even pretty good size for a slot receiver in particular. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll see how that works out. All right, so that's it for the wide receiver class. All right, let's move on to the tight ends. We got one guy. We got one guy, but this is where. I don't really know. There's a couple guys that we have that I don't know where they're going to land. Sure. Um, I don't know where Logan Gilliard projects. Um, he He's listed as a defensive lineman, a long snapper, and a tight end. So not sure where he's going to play. But the only guy officially listed as a tight end 
um, would be Ryan Lonergan from Bozeman, Montana, who Vim had has what his number two recruit in the state. Yeah, I believe that's right. Now that's that's exciting. You got to love. I just love Montana tight ends. We always have good tight ends from Montana, and it, it just seems to be like a natural fit. Yeah, an interesting story about Ryan. Uh, a good friend of mine is a PE teacher in the area, and he said that when Ryan was just just a little guy, he uh, he he worked with him, and and he's just like, I can't believe how big that guy is now. It's, <laughs> it's insane. So that's I guess that's promising. Grew up a lot, huh? Yeah, but I mean, yeah. his numbers tell you right there: six four two twenty. That's pretty big. Yeah, that's a big kid coming out of high school. Like it's. It's easy to look at these sometimes, like oh, he's only two twenty, but he's a he's a high school kid. He's eighteen, seventeen years old. You know, Jeez. yeah, he's probably going to put on another thirty pounds. You know, yeah, he's got the frame to do it. I think too. I think he's going to end up if he's you know two forty, two fifty as a tight end. Yeah, like maybe he's kind of our. Uh, did you ever hear the story on like Dallas Goddard from South Dakota State? No, just this like skinny kid. He was like one eighty in like high school or something. The skinny oh, wow. kid from like a small town, South Dakota, that it took a chance on, and of course now he's in the NFL. So it's it, it just you just it's more about the frame and the guy's work ethic and just some guys are late bloomers. So you just never know. But yeah, two twenty already—that's a good sign. No, no doubt yeah, for sure. So is well, he is he the only guy on the roster that's a tight end now, or what's? No, no, he's just the only uh, recruit. The tight end room is going to be an interesting mix between what have we got like Derek Snell. Judas, uh, I think maybe R.J. Fitzgerald might play into it as a Curtis Amos type guy. And there's one other guy missing here. Okay, that Snell kid's a tight end. That's that's promising. Yeah. I know he was supposed to be real good. Yeah. Oh, and uh, Davis, Ryan Davis, I think. Okay. So we got we got a decent little room, but uh, you know, there's Ryan Lonergan with that young room. I mean, he might have a chance to see the field. I kind of doubt it. I kind of doubt hardly anybody on the roster as a freshman in this class is going to see the field, but he would have a decent chance, I suppose, just based on the inexperience and youth in that room already. Yeah, no doubt. And it kind of depends to how far we get into the playoffs uh, this year. You know, with you know the four the four game you know allowance, so to say, that's such a interesting rule to me now. How that can play out for us? There's so many strategic ways to use it. Yeah, right. I know. So, like a guy like Ryan Lonegren, you could have him practice like all fall camp, all the way through like the week eleven, and if he's progressing, he plays week twelve and maybe a couple playoff games, and he's still red shirts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's just weird. <laughs> <I know. laughs> it's weird to think of. So, well, let's move on to the offensive line. So, Choate definitely emphasize this recruiting class offensive line and quarterbacks so this is i think is our biggest group right that we signed which is a little surprising like i know you and i talked about on our offensive preview that we were thinking that maybe they'd sign some more offensive linemen but we got six we got six guys come in on the offensive line we got justice perkins a six foot 245 pound guy from bozeman who projects as a center as i understand we got jacob kettles a 6'4", 280-pound guy from Linden, which is a little up near my neck of woods, which is a it's a powerhouse. Like That's a good football program for a smaller classification. 
and uh, mm. he's going to gray shirt. Um, TJ Session, 6'4", 270 from Menifee, California. Hudson Clunt, 6'3", 290 from Twin Falls. Jack Varing, 6'6", 245 from Boise. And Holden Sampson, 6'3", 265 from Helena Capital. Some big dudes in there. Yeah, that's some good size already. So do you remember back when uh, when we were going to school and Kramer would sign his <laughs> his offensive line? They were all like 230. <laughs> yeah, 230, 220. <laughs> you know, you're like, well, what are we doing here? <laughs> are we playing intramurals, guys, or what? <laughs> you know, but they would, you know, they would eventually come along. <laughs> so it's just, it just <laughs> the amount of just the mass we're seeing. Not only that, you know, what sticks out to me, uh, one of the thoughts, one of my general thoughts on this class is just how big we are, how tall we are. I mean, I'm looking down these numbers, man. I don't see on this page I have in front of me. There's nothing below six one or no six zero or six foot. Six foot is 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 the smallest guy I'm looking at. It's just remarkable how tall these kids are. We got Elijah King, who's five ten. Uh, well. <laughs> That's not that was literally that's, the only that's one. That's the next page for me. So, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were just talking about the entire class in general. But no, this yeah, because that's actually also true. He's the only one in this entire class who's under six foot. <laughs> oh my gosh! So I, I got to tell you, like a little story. So I'm first year I get over here in Spokane. We're playing. Um, uh, we're playing over here at Eastern, and Eastern's field just sucks so bad. I mean, it's just horrible. The whole <laughs> the whole get up out there is just so. Uh, second class is this you know, back red turf days or pre, pre no this turf? yeah this is like literally like four years ago okay. so it's it's red it's red turf days nice and red do have they have a pretty good basketball course like it's a smaller venue but it's pretty intimate so if you get a good crowd in there it'd be a pretty good pretty good crowd um or a pretty good place to play regardless um so like i go there and i'm, I'm searching out the montana state tailgate and they have kind of a nice function over there in the back, and so you pay you know a couple of dollars, get in, you drink a couple of beers before the game. But then, like um, as you're going in, it was such a hot day. Holy smoke! It was just blazing hot. The wind was just cooking across that field, which is typical over there. And and you kind of enter the same spot that the players walk through. Now I'm six foot, a uh, little over six foot, about six foot one. But these players are walking past me, and I am dwarfed by. And just seemingly just all of them. I'm like, I feel like a little, a little boy against like the Bobcat players. I mean, just I'm, obviously they got cleats on and their helmet makes them look a little taller and just the shoulder pads. But just the sheer size of these, these, well, they're not boys. <laughs> they're men <laughs> that are walking past me. It's just like, holy cow. And just to see how we're just building on that. Because I, mean, I, I know what we recruited and I'm seeing the numbers with that we have now. Well, we're just getting bigger and bigger, and it's it's getting impressive because it it just boggles my mind what that must look like in the middle of that scrum when you're you know you're trying to like like if you're in or Isaiah and Fonse and trying to get through the line and you're trying to navigate through those dudes. Holy cow! Yeah, it's kind of like those were kind of more what Kramer's defenses were. They weren't small. <laughs> like uh, Ash kind of went the small fast route, but Kramer's. Defense. Like you know, all safeties were all 6'2", 220. That was just like every safety that Kramer ever had. 
And cornerbacks, uh, you know, it is what it is, cornerbacks. But those are always bigger mm-hmm. guys in, on, the, on the whole. And even like uh, Bobby Daly p- p- played a lot uh, heavier than a lot of our linebackers. I think he was probably 230, 235, mm-hmm. which, which our guys are, you know, a lot of times are 215 mm-hmm. to 220. So it's, just, it's good to see us kind of get some bigger physical guys for the physical style that we want to play. You can't be a physical team and you just eventually you just have to have a big enough body to take the abuse or give out the abuse that you want to get. So I like the size that we're getting in this offensive line class, which is what I think we were talking about is a, is a big class. We already got guys 280, 290 on there who have can already move, who already have decent technique that are, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if one or two of these guys um, has a spot at cracking the rotation. He's not going to start, but we talked about in our last episode too. I don't know how deep we go on offensive line. We might go seven or eight deep, maybe, and you want to go deeper than that. Well, you know, another thing is I keep going back to the North Dakota State game. Where did we lose that game? And it was essentially trenches. trenches. Yeah. I mean, we have to get bigger. I mean, there's no doubt about it. We have smart guys. We have tough guys. But smart and tough doesn't make up for mass. We need to have that that trifecta right there. So um, it's got to happen. And I I like the way we're going. Definitely. I I think they had mass and depth on us. And and I think we're building both with this this group. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be interesting to see the battle that plays out on the offensive line. In camp, I still I don't still don't think any of these guys are gonna. Which is a sign of like a good program, right? You don't want a freshman to come in and basically play because he's all of a sudden the best guy on a group that's not very uh, deep. That was always seen to be something that happened in the Ash era. The one guy would come in and be a freshman phenom, which is great, but typically it was because there wasn't much to work with there in the beginning. I feel like Choate does a lot better job of planning and always having depth built up in each position. Yeah, well, it's taken a while. I mean, this could be year four for him. So, yep. uh, I mean, he's taken his lumps, but he's stuck with his guns, and I think it's going to pay off. All right, what's our next uh, group we're going to talk about here? Big one, defensive end. So I have Amandre Williams on here. I don't know if he's going to play there or not. Yeah, I've heard people say, yeah, I've heard people say linebacker. I've heard people say buck. So I'm not sure where where he's going to project, but he he's a six two and a half, two hundred forty eight pound guy, <laughs> a transfer out of UW, um, big size at either position, maybe a little smaller than you want for a buck, but right about where you'd want him to be in the big sky. Uh, but as a linebacker, if he's got the speed that he like had on film and stuff, because I think he also maybe played quarterback in high school, <laughs> another hallmark of a <laughs> loves that. Um, He's got good size. I'm excited to see this guy play. I'm excited to see where he fits in. You guys have any thoughts on where he might project? Have you heard different than me? No, I haven't. What about you, Shane? No, I, I haven't heard any different. I guess the only thing I wanted to mention about him is I, I think talk about him is that he's next level. And when you flip on, like you look up his name and, and you get like high quality um, like well produced, <laughs> you know, like the highlights yeah. are like expensive highlights, and he it looks like he's next level. So I think I think that's probably going to be one of our one of our big guys that comes in right away and makes an impact. As as uh, Col- Coulter likes to say, Choate likes to say, like that's just how they look. 
Yeah. It, yeah. it just passes the eye test. A lot of it, like that doesn't mean a whole lot in terms of how good you are as a football player, but it means, it means something like if you just look the part you, you, more than often, like that's just how guys look at that level versus how our guys look at our level. It doesn't mean anybody's a better football player, but there's definitely just a physical difference. Yeah. Yeah, well, sure. I would like to see him go to the buck position. You know, I would like to see and this is not to be disrespectful to Bryce Sturt, but maybe just a little more twitch on the outside. I, I mean, if I'm being nitpicky, like uh, Sturt, if I'm honest, kind of underwhelmed me a little bit. He had some games where he really did well, uh, but he needs to take the next step for sure. Was that, when he, was that when he got like three sacks in a row in the Cat Grizz game that he was underwhelmed? Yeah, <laughs> when he maybe like would he lead the conference in sacks? Underwhelming. <laughs> That's the underwhelming part. <laughs> no, he's just so he was inconsistent. Maybe it's because for me it was maybe it was just because he had that club on his hand or something. But he would just like disappear at times, you know. No, I actually do agree with you. I, I agree with you. Just We're just doing your heart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it just seems like his ceiling is even higher than it was. Even yeah. though he performed well, like it just seems like, hey, he could be even better. But this is his first year really playing. Yeah, and yeah I, I think know he, he didn't react very quickly, is what I thought, and so he would he would disappear because he didn't he didn't see where the play was going to begin with. But man, when he's when he's on, he's just a monster for sure. Yes, he's one of those. That's how they look, kind of guys. For yeah. Sure. <laughs> so I'm excited to see how Andre Williams fits in to see if he get if he backs up. Buck or uh, Sturk, maybe he even spells them, or maybe they just kind of rotate in. But it's good to have a guy like that on the roster. So absolutely, let's move on. All right, let's talk about some D line. <laughs> is it? How do you say his name? Is it Tua Aretta? Tua yeah, Arietta? Not Arietta. Aretta. I think it's just a red up, but uh, the whole joke was like it's a typo on his thing that he weighs three eighty five. Well, it was a typo because we eighty. <laughs> Jeez, I saw that. I was like, "There's no way!" And then I had to read down. I was like, "Nope, that is the same number." Coulter put it twice in one of his articles. I was like, "Are you kidding? What?" Yeah, six three three eighty from Kent Washington, and um, our guy that we have listed, who I. Might play ten, tight end. I'm not sure. Is Ethan Bullock from Big Timber, 6'6", 220. Guess some real good size there. Uh, Blake Schmidt, one of the higher regarded signees, I believe, in our class from mm-hmm. 6'3", 250 from San Diego. Mm-hmm. And we got Marcus Ware, 6'3", 220 from Billings Central. I feel like Marcus Ware is going to be like one of those Zach Wright kind of stories. You know, just going to quietly have himself a really good, you know, 10 year over at Montana state. Just bring his lunch pail and go to work. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you know, I, I'd like to see some of these, like a Blake Schmidt, like pop. He's like one of the guys I'm, I'm high on, but man, it seems like we've kind of struck out on the D line. Like, I mean, I'm going to check myself because there's been some good, like James Williams has did a really good job. He was a high recruit, but it seems like more, more or less just those yeoman type of workers that, really just earn their stripes on the D line that become the salty dogs towards the end of their career. Yeah. Those are great guys to have on the roster, but we need a little bit more playmaking ability out of that group. I love the group we had, um, but interior needs to still be a little bit better. 
Yeah, and we're gonna need uh, we're gonna need to bolster that group. That's one of the things that we'll, we'll talk about here in a little bit. But uh, we're gonna need more mass. We're gonna need uh, just more depth because, I mean, again, go back to where we stumbled when we were playing championship level teams. It's that depth on the D line and depth on the offensive line right there. Yep. Yep. And I think uh, this is probably one of the groups where somebody might have a shot to play as a, as a freshman. I think Blake Schmidt or maybe even Tua, depending Tua. on where he <laughs> ends up weight-wise, if he's in shape. Um, yeah, if he hits four bills, just put him out there. Just put him in the middle and just see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> right, just just run into straight ahead and just take up as many guys as you can. He would take up the A and B gap <laughs> just yeah. by being out there. <laughs> Yeah, but I think Blake Schmidt has a chance to start there. But um, uh, I forgot what I was going to say there before we started talking about <laughs> two uh, the a gaps, <laughs> eight and a half right there. All right, <laughs> let's just go, go ahead and move on to our linebacker core. This is another spot where we might see a guy crack the rotation as a freshman. Um, kind of, I think. Many people think he might be the star of the class, Jahari Martin, six foot, two hundred thirty-eight pound freshman from Lakeland, Florida. Uh, we also got a transfer here who looks pretty good. We got Blake Flovin, he's six one, two thirty from the Archbishop Midi Foothill and slash Holy Cross. <laughs> <laughs> so he started off at uh, FCS Power Holy Cross, transferred oh. over to uh, junior college, and ended up um, coming here. We got Alex Johnson. 6285 from Helena and Cole Ulster, 61210 from Castle Rock, Colorado. Cole Ulster is my favorite out of that group. I just I remember watching this little tape and that kid can move. He's got pop and he can move. Like he's he's moving much faster than people around him. It's just, he's got speed, man. So I was when I was watching him, he was he was definitely my favorite from that signing class. So I was really high on him. He's only 210. But man, he's just rangy. Um, that's that's the best word for him. He just he or he just he looks rangy, uh, fast, twitchy, and just kind of violent. I I love I love watching his huddle, Phil. Nice. Yeah. So that, I, uh, sorry, go ahead. No, you you go ahead. I uh, was I, I kind of lost track of this um, re- recruiting um, class this year. It's hard with was, the, the two signing periods. Yeah, totally. When I was sitting in there and he got to Jahari Martin and started talking about him, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. He was he was the team MVP on a team that beat St. Thomas Aquinas, like a mm-hmm. perennial national powerhouse. He was the, the county, like all defense, uh, all, all county defensive player of the year. Like this dude is a no kidding, legit dude. I I mean I I totally imagine that he's going to be he's going to make an impact early in his career. <laughs> I don't really I don't really understand how he was under recruited. Like he I've seen anywhere from 127 tackles to 130 tackles his senior year, 27 and a half tackles for loss. He had three <laughs> blocked kicks. He scored 18 touchdowns running the ball on like 57 carries. He was like you said, the team MVP, and he's he looks the part. He's six foot two thirty eight. What's the problem? <laughs> yeah, well, dude, Trump, I don't know how we got him. Chope did say that you know he was being actively recruited by quite a few 
FBS schools. I mean, albeit Mac schools, maybe, you know, Southern schools over there. So, you know, you're, you're never going to play big time ball. I think just goes to show like relationships are huge when it comes to recruiting. True. I guess I didn't really hear too much about it. I only could go by what I see on, you know, 24 seven. It was only like, uh, Middle Tennessee State, or you know, it was it was a bunch of FCS schools. And oh, he had really? interest from like mm-hmm. some other schools, but then I did hear, uh, I think it was Coulter on the show on his show today talking about all the other offers he was having. And he mentioned like Troy. I was like, well, I don't, I can't find that anywhere online. So I mean, obviously they have access to better information than we do. Um, but, but it seems like he was at least recruited pretty heavily, um, and we got him at the last minute. He was like, he's the last guy to come in. He was a guy yeah. that took his uh, picture with Denarius with his shirt off. Sure was. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I I guess he was um, came through. I guess Coach Armstrong used to coach down there. Yeah, and kind of yeah. came through a relationship that way. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's interesting to hear Choate talk about how he feels. Florida kids don't care about the weather as much as a California kid. Did you guys hear that interview? Yeah, yeah, that was Skyline. interesting. Yeah, it's like the Florida kids, man, they just love football. They just give them a roof over their head and a scholarship and they'll come play. <laughs> That's all they yeah. care about. California kids are a little more fickle, which is an interesting concept. I never really thought about it, but it's probably absolutely correct. So it'll be, I'm not too worried about that, I guess, because we, we've had a couple of Florida kids on there. Who was that? We had like a defensive end linebacker from Florida a few years ago. Was it Clive Owen? Was he from Florida? Clive Owen, isn't that an actor? <laughs> Wait, Clive Owen? <laughs> <laughs> Who sure am that's I thinking of? Actor. Uh, well, Sandlin, Sandlin was from down there. <laughs> Clive Owen. Clive Owen. <laughs> you got to look up Clive Owen when we get off. Well, I know who Clive <laughs> yeah, Owen is. I know exactly who Clive Owen is. I'm just trying to think oh. of the why I would have – like somebody got to be close to that. <laughs> Are you sure there was a bobcat named Clive Owen? I don't know. That doesn't ring a bell. That, there was a Clive back in the day, but I don't know if there was a Clive Owen. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'll do some oh, research Sam, offline. I'll get, I'll get back to the everyone's making up players. Clive, Clive Lowe. Clive, Clive Lowe. There it is. <laughs> okay. I can see how that would get mixed. It's a Clive. That's like only one of two Clives <laughs> I've ever heard of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Bo Sandlin at least played down there. Was he? Was he not from down there? He he like went to like Miami or something. I'm not actually yeah. sure where his high school was, but yeah, he he went to Miami. Okay. Yeah, he was actually a JC guy. He was like the number one or two or top, like top three rated tight end junior college transfer, and that's how he ended up at Miami. And he just kind of got stuck behind a guy. I think he's in the NFL now and just wanted one more chance to play somewhere. And he had, he had to sit out a year when he came to Montana state. He was very like underwhelming, like no real like hoopla about it. Like he just like, Oh, there's a oh, guy yeah. who played at Miami. Who's now he's just in school for a year. Cause he can't be on the team. It's like, Oh, well we'll see how that actually works out. But <laughs> that's exactly yeah. what Jacque Allen did. So yeah. Love that guy. Yep. Yeah, totally. All right, let's move on to our secondary. So as I mentioned, this is the other area that Choke likes to recruit the crap out of, apparently, to see how many cornerbacks we get on the roster, which is a smart play, as as much as I'm <laughs> making a joke there. We got Tyler Bohannon, who is a 6'1", 175 Sacramento kid, uh, Dominic Brown, Dom Brown from Oxnard, California, 
got Elijah King, who is an athlete. Um, I did say that he projects him at cornerback, but he's also got wide receiver skills. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have him here on the cornerback just based on that comment. But he's from Elk Grove, California. And then Eric Zambrano, 6'3", 190, from Upland, California. So they're all from California. <laughs> And they're lengthy, man. Look at that. 6'1", 6'2", 5'10", 6'3". Yeah. I mean, that's – when's the last time the Bobcats have recruited corners like that? We've got the Gibson twins. I mean, they're 6'1", six, 6'1", six one, six one, somewhere in there. Yeah, I think so, they're 6'1". Man, I, I mean, they're probably going to be sandwiched behind those boys. But, uh, man, there's some exciting talent on there, especially the guy that popped out to me was uh, Dominic Brown watching his tape. And he's just hawking the ball. It's hard to tell, though, when you're watching these high school huddle tapes because some of the offenses are so basic. You know, they're just running <laughs> go routes all the time. And, yeah. You know, you know, the guys just, you know, the, the quarterbacks can't throw it that far. And so they, staring just, down the receiver. <laughs> exactly. So, um, you know, but you, you can see good hits and whatnot. And, but yeah, he really popped. It was interesting to see. I was doing, um, I was reading an article. Uh, Dominic Brown is a cousin of Ty Salanoa. Did you know that? Oh, okay. I didn't realize he was a cousin, but I I read that you know Salanoa was very famous around those parts, so he's kind of like I think you know has a good connection there. I didn't realize he was a cousin. Oh, that that's what the article said. That is a, cool. It was a, from Culture's write up in. Uh, I, I did see Ty, you know, tweet out to him. He's like, "You're gonna love it up there," and Bozeman. Oh, um, nice. So, yeah, so just kind of good affirmation for him there. Man, I love T. Selenow, just now, side sidebar. That guy was yeah. fun to watch. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, this, this a is good a good team player. Interesting class here. Big kids, lengthy kids, they're all rangy kids, and they're coming into a room where we have already a lot of competition. And I understand why we recruited this because, yeah, like we talked about, like Howard, Tyrell Thomas, Jalen Cole already going to be juniors. It's like, Jesus, that's, I'm old. I'm getting old if they're already that old. So uh, we got those guys. Damon Washington's already a senior. So I you know in two years, our entire starting group is going to be gone. Mm-hmm. So you need to start getting those guys in there. But that's a big class, though. Four guys in one class, uh, four scholarship out-of-state players. It's pretty big. And we got the Gibson twins coming in, too. So it's, there's going to be a lot of competition. A lot no, of absolutely uh, a hell of a lot of smack talk, I imagine. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I was just thinking about that. <laughs> I wish I could just. I wish they could just have it mic'd up. I, I would. I would pay for that. <laughs> yeah, I want to hear awesome. the Gibson twins because apparently that. they just fight with each other the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I'd how like you to... tell them apart. They're so like they're so, they look so similar. Yeah, they're, like, they're like twins. They're so <laughs> Well, so, there, yeah, there you go. Well, I hope I hope uh, all this competition doesn't scare anyone away because we got some great guys in there. Um, but he, it sounds like uh, he he's thinking uh, Tyler Bohannon um, should compete right away for some time. Um, yeah, so that's exciting. That. That's that's a little bit interesting. I didn't think any of these. Um, I forgot that he had said that. Like I didn't assume that any freshman cornerback wouldn't be able to see the field with just how many guys we have on there. So you'd think he'd have to be a pretty special talent if he's and that you know possibility to even even play on special teams as in this group just seems like it would be an accomplishment. Yeah, definitely. And and I guess Eric Zambrano had a lot of interest late in the game from I think he said like Mountain West schools and all, yeah. all sorts of uh, bigger schools. 
So um, that was a, a big win too, I think. Well, yeah, you're 6'3", 190. You're going to get looks just based on that. Yeah, that's a good point. Zambrano, there was a there's a guy with that same last name that went up to and played at uh, a University of Montana. I wonder if there's any connection with, with him there. That's a good point. I forgot there was a guy. Or was there a guy at Eastern too, last last name? This the name sounds familiar, but Yeah. Who is the guy I'm thinking of? He's a defensive back for us this year. Uh played a ton and then got hurt. It was just like he was splashing everywhere. He was uh I, I think it was a guy from Hawaii. Tai Okada. Um, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, we, yeah we didn't really talk about him. I mean that guy was everywhere. He was just ball hawking everywhere. And I was just like, wow. And then he uh he was one of our leading tacklers for a while, I thought. You actually might be uh, might be Sean Borges. I, I I don't think you're talking yeah, you're talking about Borges. He's Hawaiian. Oh. The something pineapple. That's yeah. Borges. And Okada had a couple <laughs> splash plays, but wait, but wait, I wait. What about a pineapple? Name. Oh yeah. So that's like his nickname. It's like the the something pineapple or so <laughs> Coulter would know off the top of his head, but uh, yeah, it's uh, maybe they just oh the flying pineapple. I don't know what they're <laughs> I like I any it. combination of your nickname being pineapple. Any other word you throw in there is good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Any qualifier for pineapple is okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, there's, there's some guys with like, some experience and some grit back there. So there's that's it. That's a big room, but you know, iron's going to sharpen iron there. I'm looking forward yeah, to seeing what we can, what we, what, who emerges, essentially. Yeah, I think you and I had identified that we thought that was our strongest returning group. Yeah, just based on the personnel coming back, let alone signing anybody. So, but well, yeah, it's a it's a group that um, I mean, there's a reason that Cho wants to sign kids here is because it's a group where there is attrition. Oh yeah, that, for guys sure. get hurt, guys leave the program um the guys just don't pan out because it's it's a hard position it's an Mm -hmm. extremely hard position to play and it takes a certain attitude and i imagine if you're not getting the reps you think you should be getting as a quarterback if you have that kind of the typical quarterback attitude you're just gonna want to go play somewhere else yeah i haven't i haven't seen too many guys transfer out um but it's it's good to have probably more guys than you think you need in that room yeah Especially yeah, in a conference like the Big Sky. Exactly. That's what I was just going to say. I think he's building it. You know, you come in and you want to you want to predicate your team on defense. The Big Sky is a tough place to do that. And if you want to do it, I think he's I think he's getting the getting the formula down. You got to have those guys in the back end at the very top level. Yeah, there's a recipe for beating any kind of offensive football. It's having a good defensive line and like a good secondary. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're going to win a lot of games. Although decent linebacker play wouldn't hurt anybody. Not not saying there's any team that needs to improve there. Like <laughs> in the Bobcats. <laughs> <laughs> Although big news out of the choke camp, Troy Anderson camp. There's yeah. Troy, Troy Anderson mentioned, but this is big news. We gotta talk about this, right? <laughs> we gotta talk about it. It's I know you couldn't confirmed. stop. He's a linebacker. I know you can you couldn't go a whole podcast without saying Troy Anderson's name. And I'm proud of it. <laughs> proud of that fact. So, one yeah, step closer to getting off. that. What's that? I was going to say one step closer to getting that Troy Anderson tattoo right on your ass. <laughs> I'm sure uh, he won't be the first one. 
<laughs> uh, I think you cats would join them. <laughs> um, yeah, he kind of said it as an offhand thing. Maybe that was already news that had broken, but um, but yeah, he's like, yeah, uh, when he's talking about um, the, the linebackers room that um, Bobby Daly's going to inherit, he's going to have. 15 in there he said so don't screw it up he's i think is what he said right <laughs> <laughs> yeah right you better not screw it up something like that for yeah matt miller or it's gonna have him back yeah so yeah it's it'll be interesting to see um how he plays i'm just kind of curious he's definitely gonna there's gonna be a lot of competition in the linebacker room and i think jahari martin's gonna fit into that and blake flovin so two of the guys that we signed are gonna be right in that mix i think all yeah. of a sudden, there's a log jam of guys there. Um, I imagine there's got to be somebody switching out from linebacker. That just seems like way too many linebackers. And I guess it depends if Josh Hill comes back healthy or not. Sure. Well, let's uh, keep on the thread. And we have one more, or a couple guys to talk about just safety. Uh, Ryland Ort uh, out of Missoula, right? Yep. And uh, that's where, again, it's it's hard to kind of do this position by position because I don't necessarily it doesn't necessarily make it easy to like figure out where a guy is going to play where the coaches mm-hmm. think he's going to play so I, uh, that's where I projected and when I say I project I guess like that's where I think other people project him <laughs> like that's the <laughs> consensus I think I found is it looks like he's going to play safety so yeah six one one eighty five pound kid out of that uh, perennial power Sentinel High School. <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah, going back to the the cornerback uh, group i think zambrano could be one of those guys that would you know more his body type six three one ninety. you know it sounds more like a safety to me than a corner so i wouldn't be surprised to see him in the back end kind of i feel kind of the same way with don brown too because we're going to lose a lot of the the safeties too it, kind of, it is so important to have good safeties to line everybody up. That is like they have to be some of their most like in tune players on the field out there. So yeah. that concerns me. You know, let's say who do we got coming back? I mean, we got Jacque. Uh, we have Conkle. Conkle. We have JoJo back there. I mean, so some guys who played some decent ball for us for a long time. So some Isn't good. Fit- Borges played too. Was he played safety? Right. Yeah, I think he played safety. Was he safety or, or I thought he was nickel for a while. I mean, he oh, might have come in at nickel, but I, th- in, yeah. I, th- I think he's listed as a safety. I think that's going to be his position, but okay. maybe he showed enough to play some corner. Yeah, I mean, just, it's just such an important position, so we just need good leadership back there. It's true. Absolutely true. So, um, I, you know, that's a good room too. So, um, I think Ort. Is going to be a good one. Uh, he's got the size and that is, is um, tape looked good, but you know he's going to be a few years away before ever really seeing the field. I think. Mm-hmm. So then we got a few guys that are kind of listed in multiple spots. So here's my miscellaneous column. <laughs> got Jack Galt, who is listed as a linebacker slash fullback out of uh, White Sulphur Springs, six foot two ten, six man football. Got Logan Gilliard. Uh, like we already kind of talked about him. Defensive line, long snapper, tight end from Big Fork. And then we got the kind of an intriguing prospect from Wyoming. We got Brock Spiegelberg. I don't think anybody had really identified him throughout the recruiting process. 
six foot two ten from Casper, Wyoming. And he's he's kind of a uh, where did he come from kind of guy. Yeah. Did anyone have a chance to watch any of the film on him? <laughs> I did not. And I didn't either. I actually was. I watched a little bit of his film as a running back. He's definitely. He kind of reminds me. He runs a little bit like Gunnar Brecky. Hmm. But how I describe oh, really? it, he didn't. He didn't look like he has a lot of top end speed though. So I'm not entirely sure where he's going to fit in. I just think he looks like a good athlete who played every position for uh, small, you know, that Wyoming football. But he was he was like a top twenty rated Wyoming prospect. I I wouldn't put a whole lot of stock in that. But Joe <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> was saying that uh, you know the Wyoming pipeline is not a bad place to go. They got Coy Steele, who's uh, they just are like kind of kind of the small Montana guy. He's like just the hard working, just going to come in. He, you know, he he praises Coy as being like one of the hardest working guys on the team, and I think he kind of. Ha- felt the same way that Spiegelberg might be that kind of way too. So, but I heard nothing about what position he is going to play. So, yeah. And that's a, that's a choke thing too. You know, he, for him, he just, he just wants 11 guys that are incredibly good athletes and he's just going to plug them in wherever he can fit them. Yep. He loves that position versatility to a, to a, perhaps a bit of a fault in my opinion, <laughs> but yeah, uh, that's another people, right? podcast in itself. <laughs> <laughs> Well, all right. That sums up the recruiting class. Shane, who do you got for your top three? Okay, so I gotta look through. So I kind of think, um, I kind of think that one kid, Amandre, Amandre Williams. I think he's kind of a ringer. I think he's kind of like um, the other defensive end we brought in. Uh, his name is escaping me from UW. Bryce Dirk. Yeah, Bryce Dirk. Yeah, he. I think he's like that kind of guy where it's like. There's not probably a lot of question that he's going to have a big impact. So I got him. I got, um, I think Jacob Kettles. He looked, he looked like a lean 280 to me. Like he looked like a, like a skinny tall dude. I, I was amazed. So I think that's another one that I'm, I'm really looking forward to see, um, uh, where he's going to be. And then, um, Dahari Martin, uh, that one. That one on that team that that beat St. Thomas Aquinas, he was the MVP on the team and the defensive player of the year of the Polk County. Um, those are my three. Those are good, solid picks there, and I'm not going to argue with any of those. How about you, Foley? Uh, I got Dom Brown, uh, first guy I put down out of Oxnard, California, and the guy is cornerback that we were just talking about, um, Tanner Trafton. Uh, this kid, I don't know why, he's just one of my guys I was just most giddy about back in December when we signed him out of Lewistown. I uh, like his size. I just think he's going to be kind of like that next Jake Bleskin for us, but with better speed. Um, maybe like a Mitch Herbert. And and I'm just kind of typecasting him because he's, you know, like the pre-med kind of guy, you know. So, but both those. You mean Tanner? Tanner Bleskin? Oh yeah, excuse me, Tanner Bleskin. No. <laughs> um, did I say Jake? Yeah, I just know the reactions that we're gonna get from that. But yeah, okay. I, well, thank I, you. I didn't even catch that. That's funny. I just like was just like, all right, go on, carry on. Thanks, Shane. <laughs> Appreciate it. Yeah. Got my back there. Um, yeah. But yeah, I just I'm super I'm super excited to see that kid work his way into, um, you know, just kind of whatever he's gonna give to our program, and then uh, Jahari Martin. 
was my third. And I just, that guy's going to be a gamer. As soon as he steps on campus, it's going to, he just looks different than all of our recruits. He just, his body is just built already. You know, he, he, his body looks like Jody Owens body did when Jody Owens was like a junior. <laughs> I don't think Owens ever even played above like 230 though. No, Owens always seemed to be like about that 225, 220 it seemed. And they get lighter throughout the year, you know, as they continue yeah. on. So, I mean, Jody Owens always one of my top favorite Bobcats of all time. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah, so I'm I'm super stoked about that guy. That's a good list too. And, and it's so easy to just fall in love with like the – all the hype and everything with Jahari Martin, but I'm going to have to put him on there too. Cause he just seems like a guy yeah. who's just like, how can you not be excited about the signing of this kid? He just looks like a dude. He's got the stats to back it up. He plays in a, in a awesome area for high school football that just worships football. And yeah, he's, there's nothing not to like about him. <laughs> yeah. His tape was awesome. He's just popping people. He's flew off the tape. Um, he can he could probably play buck end right now if we wanted him to as well because I think he played some D line a little bit in high school too. So um, I think he's going to be a presence that we haven't had in the middle really for a little while. So I'm excited mm-hmm. about him. Um, I also am excited about Jacob Kettles. He seems like a guy that, like you said, already has the big size, could probably easily put on more weight. Um, I think he's gray shirting mainly because he's probably still rehabbing from a uh, ACL injury. Is that correct? Yeah, it's an injury. It's an injury reason. Yeah. yeah, it's you're always a little bit wary of, a, of gray shirts. I am a little bit because that's just like a whole year to kind of bad things to happen, I guess, or guys to change their mind or however things happen. But I, if he's like, if he stays committed the whole time, which I don't see why he wouldn't, I have no reason to believe he wouldn't. I think he's going to be a good player because, like I said, Linden is a very good program. And if he's a, a top prospect out of a top program like that and we beat out Eastern Washington for him, never hurts. Got to love that. Um, and then the other guy I'm excited for is just Ryan Lonegren. I'm just – I'm enamored with the Montana kids being tight ends. We just had line after line of good tight ends come through. Um, whether we use him to throw him the ball or just as a blocking tight end, either way, I think he's going to be a stud for us. So that would be my top three there. Yeah, and I like that you guys both picked uh, Montana kids, at least one Montana kid, because it's what you realize over the years is that they come through. Like they they come through in big moments a lot of times, and and someone is going to show up from this class. And I have a feeling Tanner and Ryan are have a really good chance of, of being the guy. Yeah, I'd, I'd pick that, but it was it was between that and uh, I was pretty excited about Demarius Hosey too. Oh, yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> so it was a hard third pick there. but uh, So those are our top picks. Who do you guys have as a guy maybe no one's really talking about or there's no hype about, but you just kind of see as a sleeper who might end up having a good career, if not three or four years down the road as a junior, maybe not until he's a senior, but just a guy who's going to have a good career or even a breakout season at some point? Go ahead, Shane. Uh, so mine – I. I, I guess I can't say that nobody's talking about him because the head coach is talking about him, but um, Joe Olson, like I have a feeling that he's going to be kind of a steal, like maybe not quite the same level as, uh, as, as uh, Anderson, but 
like that kind of thing where it's like, well, yeah, he's kind of in Montana, so that's why he's not playing at a Power Five school. Or at plus, least he was hurt FBS. too. So. Right? Yeah, yeah. And just the way he runs, man. I, man, I, I think he's gonna be kind of the dark horse. It's a good pick. How about you? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Cole Oster out of Colorado. Our only recruit out of Colorado. I just, I just, when I watched this kid's film back in December, he, I just, just my jaw was just like, you know, on the table. This kid just is fast, rangy, and violent. I just loved everything I saw about him. I think he just plays with intensity. He's kind of, he's got that like intensity like Troy Anderson has. I, I don't know. I shouldn't say that because you know Troy is next to Jesus Christ. And, you know, on his right side up there, but uh, Cole, man, it, I, if it, if he produces anything like what his tape looked like, I, I'm super excited for him. Nice, solid, solid. Um, the guy I think is actually going to end up starting probably in a few years uh, has a good chance. Justice Perkins from Bozeman, he plays like a mean dude, and he's got that small stature, kind of like. A lot of great Bobcat centers of the past. Um, he's, I think he's going to be a good solid player. I think he's, what did he lead the state in pancake blocks or something? I heard. <laughs> uh, he's just a guy who just puts people on their back and then, like, drives you into the ground once you're on the ground. <laughs> just that kind of guy. <laughs> blocks uh, past the whistle, we'll say right up to the whistle. Uh, I think he's he's already at six foot two forty five. I mean at center. You can get away with being 265 or 270 if you um, are smart and can get the guys in position. And I think he could end up being a good center for us. Quick question. Did, does Holden Sampson project as a center as well? I don't know. Good question. I just He's just written down his O-line here. Um, give me a minute. I'll go look it up. But I'm not sure where he ends up projecting. Okay. You know, Sean was a really good one for us, and so I was just wondering, you know, if he's going to follow those footsteps or he's got that 6'3", 265 frame. I think he's a little bit bigger than his brother. Okay. I think, yeah, I think he's going to probably be more of a guard maybe, but um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I can't find it, but uh, I'm not sure where he projects. I'm seeing okay. T. I'm thinking that's supposed to be tackle, but it should be OT, but I don't know. Where do you see that? Uh, on his huddle. Okay. Yeah, so I, I think he's got enough size to play on the outside. Um, doesn't mean he's not going to play center, but I don't know if he even played center in high school. I, I really don't know. Gotcha. So, good question, though, because th- he's a pretty highly regarded recruit himself. We didn't really talk much about him, but he's one of the, the better signings of the, the Montana class. Mm-hmm. For sure. All right, man. Well, I think it's about time to wrap this this up. One quick question. Do you think we need to sign anyone else before spring camp? Yes. Uh, D-line. We need D-line? Yep. yep. That's, that's my pressing need. We got to go out. One or two guys that are just going to be game changers right there. You know, I'm, I'm looking to see – I need to see guys to feel comfortable and my – professional opinion <laughs> i i want to see i want to i want to see guys over you know somewhere in between 270 290 
and you know, some and some nasty dudes uh, that can just you know wreck shop. I agree, and there, you think there's got to be some dudes out there in that uh, dreaded transfer portal that uh, mm-hmm. might like to sign. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's got to be someone out there, and yeah, that, I think it's a position where we could definitely use an immediate impact player. What about you, Shane? Uh, yeah, maybe maybe tight end. Um, I I, I don't know. Yeah. We're just you know For we're just sure, losing yeah. so much right now, so that would be nice to have a transfer that's got some game experience. That's a good that's a good uh, point because we got some guys fighting for position, but if you get a guy like uh, I mean, Bo Allen, for example, just comes in and is immediate threat in all phases of the game. Yeah, they're out there. So that that, yeah, that would be a good uh, addition to get a guy in here as a junior because that room is so young. So you get a junior here to kind of lead the guys and then uh, as they develop. Yeah. Good point. Well, I think that's about does it. I think we talked long enough here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I knew that was going to be a long one once we got going on there, but uh, good stuff. Good conversation. Yeah. yeah definitely. Good having you on Shane. Thanks for being our, Reporter in the field, you didn't ask any questions for Choke, though. I, I told you to ask him a question. <laughs> yeah, well, the questions you guys are going to have me ask, I don't know. Like, they'd kick me out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he would have. Or he would have just given you that the, the Choke death glare. <laughs> yeah, he would have stopped me right there. Yeah, I'm going to stop you right there. <laughs> Who are you? Get out of the room. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, just wanted to, I just wanted to hear him say, this Shane Driscoll reporting for R&R CatCast. And just like look <laughs> up Jeff going, what? <laughs> that would have been yeah, great. That would have been awesome. You know, like homemade media badge. <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah. Which one of the recruits is the best dancer? <laughs> getting to the, the important stuff here. Yeah. yeah. All right. Fellas, we'll, let's uh, catch up soon. We'll talk about planning that game we're all going to meet up in Bozeman with. But uh, until then... We'll just sign off saying go cats. Go cats. Go cats. All right, we'll see you.